Welcome to the 22nd episode of the Disney Cruise Line blog podcast. We were originally going to talk about our recent cruise on the Disney Wonder, but we got a little unsuspecting news from the home office today that they, Disney Cruise Line announced the plans for the, uh, the Disney Fantasies Dry Dock, which is coming up at the end of April, and will be ready for uh, back in service in mid-May. Is the, the first cruise, Scott, after Dry Dock, the double dip? Yes, it's a three-night. It's the first of its kind for the fantasy, for regular guest booking, a three-night Bahamian cruise. It's Port Canaveral, followed by back-to-back days at Castaway Key, which will then return the fantasy to Saturday departures. Okay. Uh, beginning <clears throat> that... Three night cruises on May seventeenth, two thousand and seventeen. Man, I wish it wasn't school season because we could have booked that bad boy. And then uh, it resumes the Saturday Eastern and Western alternating voyages on May twentieth. Now, getting into the announced changes, which focuses a lot on the children's spaces, and specifically the Oceaneer Club. Club, yeah, I call it the Club because it's essentially the Oceaneer Lab and Oceaneer Club. Kids can walk back and forth easily in the walkway. I've come to call it the club. But in the Oceaneer Club, uh, the Disney Fantasy will be getting uh, an injection of Star Wars and Marvel, both of which have uh, been featured on other ships already, with Star Wars Millennium Falcon being added during the Disney Dreams uh, last dry dock. And on the magic and wonder, the uh, Marvel areas. <clears throat> so, this is, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, Isabel. Um, what do you think they're going to put when they replace Disney Infinity on the dream? I mean, the leading suspicion is a Marvel room. True. And th- I guess that's a good place to start with the uh, announcement for the Disney fantasy. The, uh, Oceaneer Club will be receiving a Marvel Superhero Academy, which happens to be the same name of the space that was just added um, this last fall to the Disney Wonder. The Superhero Academy will feature for the first time on the fleet. Uh, be kind of anchored by uh, Doctor Strange. That's super exciting to me, and I will love to go in during open house to see this because. Right. I I enjoy Doctor Strange a lot. I, I enjoy Marvel. Iron Man's still my favorite. But Doctor Strange, that's super cool. What do you think, Isabel? Yeah. And so that now brings uh, three core Avengers to the uh, fleet with uh, the Disney Magic having Captain America, the Disney Wonder having Spider-Man, and now the Fantasy having Doctor Strange. In Disney's announcement, they talked about the Superhero Academy being an innovative space where children can learn the ways of the mystic arts under the mentorship of Doctor Strange, who is making his first ever appearance aboard Disney Cruise Line. What? That's cool. It is. Makes me want to go in the kids' club. I One, can't wait till open house. Two, love when they do the adults only. And three, this is the fantasy that sails seven night and longer sailings, with the exception of their two three-night sailings. So they've got to have some pretty... Interesting stuff for kids there, so mm-hmm. that you know well, they can do them. 
in Marvel Superhero Academy, <clears throat> young trainees can hone their heroic heroics while preparing for battle with some of the most notorious villains in the Marvel Universe. Are you reading the press release, Scott? A little bit. <laughs> Children will also interact with, with and open portals to different locales around the Marvel Universe and immerse themselves in an exclusive gaming experience that will unleash their inner strength, become Avengers, and discover the true meaning of superpowers. Now, if you go over, we have some uh, a little rendering photo that Disney put out on the website. It shows Doctor Strange interacting with some kids, and a uh, you know the space looks like oh library. yeah. Part, part well, I've only watched. I'm ashamed it looks to like one this. of the sanctums. Yeah, actually, thank yeah. you. The san- the New York sanctum, that kind of Doctor Strange kind of takes over. In the film. Whoa, spoiler alert, Scott. What are you going to do? If any of you guys follow... Oh, that's right. You're still waiting for your Amazon deliveries. Right. If any of you follow, you know, the people that follow Scott on Twitter or follow the blog know that the Sanders family are humongous Marvel fans. um, Isabel and I came to the game a little bit late, but since then we have seen the Marvel movies multiple times each. So... We both have, but we are super, 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 super Marvel fans. We we're we, all in on yeah, we're the cinematic all in on Marvel. Universe. We we do like Star Wars as well, of course. I mean, I grew up with Star Wars, but um, we're definitely definitely Marvel fans. And I have to admit, I know that it's the I say this in several podcasts, unpopular opinion, but I'm super excited that my daughter, who's going to be ten in a few days enjoys Marvel and Star Wars and, you know, doesn't really put much weight on and Frozen and things like that. So it's great because the whole family enjoys that stuff. So, um, you know, I I think this is just this is just excellent. This is super cool for the fantasy. And what Disney Cruise Line is aiming to do, which is working, is it makes me want to book a cruise on the on the fantasy. And I, I'm sad that we didn't book the three night cruise following dry dock but it is during school so you know it is what it is so scott what else is uh there to look forward to after dry dock uh, the oceaneer well just kind of finishing out marvel it's disney has been uh in all these dry dock announcements they've never really said what's coming or never really announced what is going away and uh i guess in terms of speculation on what is giving way to make room for uh, the Marvel space. I'm thinking it's the uh, Monsters, Inc. room. Kind of like when you first walk in on the left, uh, which was the area that was turned into Disney Infinity on the Disney Dream. Right. And, you know, looking back, I bet Disney wished they made a better decision considering the fate of Disney Infinity, which was shortly... Thereafter, Scuttled is a uh, video game franchise, although the uh, space still kind of lives on on the Disney Dream, at least for now. I mean, this is just speculation, but I wouldn't be surprised if the next opportunity they had, it would turn into a Marvel space at this point. Yeah, that would be really cool. And, you know, I I know, again, I'm going to say unpopular opinion, but we are parents that our almost 10-year-old doesn't have a tablet, doesn't have an iPhone, doesn't have the electronic device. And so I enjoy that she can go into the kids club and do which is things. full of tablets. 
She's full of tablets. And she can do things like these interactions with the Marvel characters and still be able to do the drawing things in space that doesn't involve a video game or a tablet. So, um, granted, I know that the majority of, of kids want to do all that stuff with the tablets, but, you know, there are those of us that are still old-fashioned. Um, and Isabel enjoys doing these activities, and she also does enjoy the drawing table. That's one of her favorite things. So... Super glad that they have other options. And also, when we were on The Wonder, there was some game where you just... It's like dodgeball, where you're just pelting the ball at each other. So, also awesome. Kaka ball. Just dodgeball, perfect. I'm in. So. Now, talking about the other uh, enhancement to the Oceaneer Club is uh, Star Wars Command Post. And... Again, just speculating. Sounds you would have seen, exciting. Based on what they did with the Disney Dream, you would where they added uh, the Millennium Falcon in that area where Nemo Sub is, all the way in the back of the space. I would, I suspect that's the same area that will receive the uh, Star Wars Command Post on the Disney Fantasy. Now, the Command Post will take kids on a journey where they will train with heroes of the Star Wars saga and help with missions against the First Order. Kids will embark on an intergalactic voyage that will send them straight into the Star Wars universe. Battle the dark side like never before with Star Wars Command Post, a hidden resistance base that transports new recruits to a galaxy far, far away. Young rebels will be thrilled to train with some of their favorite heroes from Legendary Film Saga. Do you think you have what it takes? Connect with holographic models of the Millennium Falcon, an X-Wing fighter spacecraft, or even the Death Star via an interactive holotable, a high-tech control hub that provides one-of-a-kind Star Wars adventures. Rookies beware, missions will land you in a face of combat with Force Order Stormtroopers. Now, we were uh, able to check out the Millennium Falcon on the Dream, and they did have a lot of interactive uh, activities for the kids with uh, Jedi... You know, kind of the Jedi training thing they did within the club. The driving the Millennium Falcon, I thought, was kind of mind-blowing. But I did wonder how kids would be fighting over that area. Because it is, of course, only two mm-hmm. seats. But, you know, Isabel can let us know how that went. What did you think about the Millennium Falcon on the Dream? It was crazy. A was lot of kids trying to sit in the pilot seats. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, kids are kids. Overall, as a space, just thinking of your experience that time on the Dream, what did you think of kind of the Star Wars area on the Dream? I did like it. So you're optimistic, you would say, about what the what it'll be on the fantasy. Mm-hmm. I am. Cool. I mean, just as just our brief time during checking out during the uh, you know open house time, it did. Look, you know, it had a lot of opportunities, a lot of lights and buttons to push along the walls and, and switches. And then with the uh, integrated uh, storylines and activities I had set up throughout the cruise, I think it'll play very well. Just like Emily mentioned with the uh, Marvel space on the extended seven night sailings on the fantasy where, you know, you can progress activities throughout the entire cruise. Rather than, you know, 
just kind of getting a uh, tasting of it on a three or four night cruise. Well, we did go to the um, open house Star Wars Academy thing, and, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. The Stormtrooper, and I think Darth came out. Yeah, it was it was interesting. And they also kind of do. They were also kind of doing some stuff in the Walt Disney Theater in conjunction with that, weren't they? Or is that just on Star Wars Day at Sea? Did they do a Jedi Training Academy like one day during that dream cruise? I'm not sure. I don't know. I could be making it up. It could be. Blogger. Blogger. Anyway, I... You know, so far, when Disney's made changes to the uh, Oceaneer Club and Oceaneer Lab, they've really, you know, they've really hit a home run with those changes. It's, you know, gone over well. It appears with the kids. Isabel enjoys the new stuff that's gone in there. So, you know, they... They're definitely, and they're even showcasing it with the announcement. You know, the two main areas they've talked about when they announced this today are the two spaces in the kids' club. So you can tell that that is their uh, primary. Uh, well, it makes sense, and and we'll talk about it when we talk, when we talk about the wonder on the podcast. But um, you know, Isabel's not a crazy Frozen fanatic like some girls her age are or younger, but. The frozen area in the kids club is great, so they do they do do a nice job when it comes to that. Um, you know, you definitely can tell where their main audience is and where their you know uh, priorities lie, which is great because um, it's nice to be able to have your child want to go participate in a function or explore an area. Um, so that's great. So, Scott, um, since I haven't had a chance to read your blog post or press release, i.e. the same thing, had, <laughs> is there any news about, I presume that the fantasy is getting something like Vanellope's under a different name like Disney Cruise Line does, it, because they're not going to keep an arcade. So, anything about that? Yes. The one and only arcade left on Disney Cruise Line is going bye-bye. Is going away. Well, yeah. Again, it's another assumption. However, Disney did not a specifically say where. They did allude to the location of a similar venue on the Disney Fantasy by saying steps away from the family pool, which leads me to believe that the new ice cream parlor that they're adding, adding calling Sweet on You, will be taking over. Yes, yeah, Sweet on You. Sweet on you yeah by arcade yes so. we need somewhere where people are going to spend money i.e an ice cream shop so we need to get so, rid of the arcade essentially it's going to go i say essentially i'm assuming it's going to go in the arcade just like vanellope's did on the dream and kind of be integrated in that cabana's exit area yeah. towards the family pool area on the pool deck i presume so soon it's now Sweet on You is a brand new specialty ice cream emporium featuring 20 handcrafted gelatos. I want the first person in there to count. 16 ice cream flavors, 32 tempting toppings, homemade chocolate truffles, and a large selection of candy and more. So I enjoyed Vanellope's when we went on the dream. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't enjoy the $2 macaroon. 
I would never get that again. So I'm not the mini macaroon. Emily. Yeah, it was really it was super tiny. The ones in Epcot are bigger and a better value. But like Isabel gelato. got gelato. Yeah, and it it was really good. They do have those awesome specialty Sundays too. They do. So which, I honestly feel like on a seven night cruise, mm-hmm. I am more apt to go to a place like this than I am. I'm not going to do it on the three night on the dream personally because a there's no time and b there's really no need but on the fantasy maybe on that second or third c day sure why not give it a whirl well, when i'm you're... getting the huge m- mongolithic sunday the big sunday on, on that c day I, why not honestly the gelato that isabel got was delicious yeah. um we there were some gems in that shop we do not eat um the the soft serve that's on the deck, Isabel does sometime go ahead and go into cabanas to see if they have mint chocolate chip or coffee or some sort of hard Edie's ice cream. So, Isabel, I think that this would appeal to you in that sense, correct? Yes, a lot. I, I don't know. Adding the Goofy's candy, like they have a Goofy's candy company where you get the candy by the pound. You know, people might like that to go into the movie theater or to take in on port days or something like that. So it has its place for everyone. They wouldn't be putting it on the fantasy if it wasn't doing well on the dream. So, you know, people may look at it as, oh, it's another upcharge of place. But, you know, other cruise lines have that stuff, too. There's the Cake Boss. um, There's the Norwegian has the Cake Boss. The Royal Caribbean has Ben and Jerry's. So kind of in line with other things i I just didn't find a two dollar macaroon the value pro tip if you want movie candy or port candy just go to like target and buy the movie candy for a dollar a box and stock up and bring that with you but scott it's not it's not from goofy's candy company in the fancy bag on the ship well no there's no reason you can't just buy a cool ice cream or something or a sundae there i'm with you i think that i mean that having the different kinds of gelato and stuff is definitely something that's cool and interesting. I'm not necessarily into the big upcharge items on on these Disney cruises after with everything that's already in, included, but sometimes things are worth it. I and, mean, sometimes and, you're unique enough that are not when you're not take especially when you're not taking away other stuff like you're still offering the free ice cream by the buckets on the pool deck and a castaway key. So it's not like they've taken away ice cream. And added a ice cream parlor. And one thing that they do have that is neat is that you can get it, you know, delivered to your main dining room. Wow. So that I mean, is being offered. On, that has been offered on the dream. On the dream. So, so it's, it is interesting. No guarantee. We can just kind of speculate. Speculate it might be carried over. But I mean, there's one rotational dining that um, Scott, you and I kind of look at the menu and go, Ugh, no, one. We're good. I'm, never mind. But this would be an example where we would say, all right, let's. Let's get some gelato. Why not? So, and Isabel's never going to say no to, to gelato, especially if it's chocolate. Right, Izzy? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's cool. That's. Well, well, I mean, one other thing about sweet on you. It's such a hard name. I'm not going to lie. I'm, ha- I'm struggling with the name of this place. I really like, overall, I thought Vanellope's was a home run in terms of, you know, the branding of it and what they were offering. So I'm really, really struggling with Sweet on You. And if you, there's a uh, picture of the rendering over on the website. But, uh, well, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Hey, Scott, do you want to go to Vanellope's for a gelato? Yeah. Hey, well, Scott, do you want to go to a Sweet on You for a gelato? It's, you well, know. Well, here's what Disney, here's what Disney's saying. 
It's themed after the iconic Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts and designed with charming art details. Oh, when I hear nice. iconic Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts, I don't think I, iconic. I think of the new... Ugh, Mickey's face in that. No, the new uh, Mickey shorts. Yeah. So I'm... I don't know. I'm not going to rush to judgment, but I think Vanellope's was perfect synergy between the film franchise and an ice cream parlor treat shop. It just made sense. Yeah. I, again, it's, I don't know, it's just a name, but, you know, after you've established yourself with the Vanellope's, I would have been perfectly fine with a 100% port of Vanellope's over on the fantasy you know, name, just everything. It would have, it just seemed, it just worked really well. It tied in with a great franchise, a great film, which is also having a sequel coming out shortly, next few years. I don't remember the release date, but, you know, it's, it just made sense. Now, moving on to the other announced enhancement to the Disney fantasy. Now, this one, I'll be honest, was kind of a, Really, really unexpected. I think if you were to kind of look around, yeah, the Too kids, the <laughs> the kids' spaces are going to get a change. You know, there was no Marvel or Star Wars presence really in the in the kids' spaces. Uh, all signs pointed the arcade going away. On the classic ships, the arcades gave way to the edge. On the Dream, it gave way to the ice cream shop, and it just seemed likely that. Based on class of ship, the arcade on the Fantasy was going to go way to a uh, sweet shop. But the one thing they announced today was, I don't know, really surprising. And it will be interesting to see how it works. They are, for the first time ever, Disney is, well, I say first time ever. They're opening up. For to, the first time in forever. Is that what you mean, Scott? No. <laughs> because they're saying for the first time ever, they're dedicating a shop to an outside brand, hmm. like basically giving an outside company its own store, like other cruise lines have, you know, like. So they're finally putting a Diamonds International on the ship? Close. And hold on before you go any further as you're reading this. <laughs> I, I say first because technically Shutters is a contracted company that because it's not run technically by Disney. It's a third party contractor operating the photo business, you know. And I'll, I'll put a link to Sh- Shutter's actual what is it image something. I don't know. I'll even I'll leave a link in the show notes because there's a thing to get like uh, to look up cruise photos or to get a release so you can print some of your digital photos after the cruise. Anyway, the surprising news out of this dry dock announcement of the fantasy was that Disney will be adding a premier jewelry and the iconic American luxury brand Tiffany and Company to their shopping what? experience. I'm going to need you to repeat that. You're telling me that. So when we go to the mall at Millennium Orlando and there's a Tiffany in there and there's a security guard standing out the door and he looks at you like you can't walk in the store, Mr. Sanders. Correct. They're, they're putting a <laughs> Tiffany and Company on the fantasy? That is correct. And I expect there to be a security guard outside to keep Mr. Sanders out. Will it be duty free? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's on the ship, right? Then I'm totally getting all my jewelry there. I mean, that's a great I hope you're ready. No, I'm not familiar. Honestly, I've never walked into a Tiffany. (laughs) Yeah, we've been in Tiffany's. 
We went to Tiffany International Plaza in Tampa. Okay. We went with your mom, and I believe you were scared. I fell out of place. They had suits on. It was the best. But so here's the deal. Scott, this is something very interesting for us to kind of note. We've talked about price increases. We've talked about, uh, you know, Disney cruisers. We've talked about all that stuff. This goes to show you that there is definitely a market for that because right. if they're putting a Tiffany on the fantasy and and I joke that the fantasy is funny money. Okay, we were on the fantasy last summer, so funny money, whatever. Florida resident rate, Florida resident rate, but still funny money, right? Um, you know, eleven night Southern Caribbean cruise in inside a room is eleven thousand dollars, funny money. So that's very interesting that when people want to complain about Disney Cruise Line prices and you want to compare. It's working. The, right. It, they're, they're attracting the type of consumer that they're looking for. So I mean, they're not going to add a high-end luxury brand like Tiffany Company <laughs> if they don't have the consumers to then spend, the, you know, once they're on the ship. Especially if they're getting literally their own store. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sophia Fiore has had their special their, their collections. Yeah, for you know, a long time. Many, pla- you know, many rotating And their stuff isn't cheap either. The Sophia caps. Fiore stuff is is definitely beautiful, um, special jewelry. But it's definitely different than, like, us going in and buying a Camellia or Pandora bead. You know, you're, you're looking at Tiffany's now. Let so, me, uh, cool. Let I me mean, hit you with the press release kind of speak. On oh, the I place. can't wait. Uh, guests can indulge in timeless collections of jewelry and luxury accessories. Timeless, that means expensive. Okay. <laughs> Including the effort... Effer- God, I can't say it. The effortlessly elegant Tiffany Tea Collection and other glamorous pieces featuring renowned Tiffany and Company diamonds. Guests will have the opportunity to pursue Tiffany's timeless designs and discover why their quintessential little blue box is known around the globe. Adults can indulge in the most dazzling fantasies by browsing legendary jewelry collections synonymous with luxury and style. Tiffany stuff is gorgeous. I, I take nothing away from them. It's it's absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. Uh, I'll admit, again, like I said, I walked in the store that time. I was overwhelmed. I walked out. But So I have no idea what it is. I can't really say anything of it. However, I know it's a well-respected brand. And, and you'll people, be on it in the fantasy next time we go, I guarantee you. And people are passionate about I know. I definitely have heard people talking about it. They're passionate about it. I don't know if it's just branding or what. I mean, we all have our favorite brands of different things, but uh, Vineyard on, Vines. Yeah. Over on the website, we do have a uh, kind of an image of a rendering of sorts of what the uh, space will look like, and I don't know. It kind of looks like a laboratory with a showcase. Scott, where are they putting this though? Are they putting this um, down? Where are they putting this? That's a great question. It, you know, again, they don't really say what's going away or making room for different items. They just kind of say, "Hey, here we're going." I, I suspect, it doesn't make sense really to put this anywhere outside of that little shopping area. So I'm thinking, right? Because the, most the dream and fantasy don't have that sea treasure shop, right? in after hours like wonder and magic do it, it, it kind of would seem like they would take that once one uh one side of white caps 
to if you're looking at white cops to the right where they had like the uh you know they had like where they sold tylenol toothpaste books they had the big bottle of tatanger from the christening in the back wall in the porthole or they'd have like the duty free items for a while I don't know, Scott. Looking at your rendering, it seems like that whole liquor store area would be going away. It would yeah, get rid of I mean. that whole area. That room would turn into Tiffany's. Tiffany's. And, and then the duty-free would then go somewhere into white caps frankly, like they have in the Magic and Wonder. Frankly, you don't really need to have a duty. You just need the list and people can buy it. You don't need to have it out. I mean, we kind of saw it on the Magic and Wonder that the uh, it's behind the counter. It's just like a little shelf. Bottles, but you can ask and get stuff. It, they're kind of like it seemed like on the Magic and Wonder they were toning down the duty free liquor items. Or, I wonder what about the room that's in Mickey's main sale? That's the princessy stuff because they have a Bippity Boppity boutique already. Yeah, but kids walking through Bippity or that that area is not usually very busy Scott it's busy in between the shows but what do you think Isabel where do you think that they would put a jewelry store on the dream or fantasy I don't know you think it would go more where the duty free area was or more where the kids area is I don't know because the kids area just sells like dolls and stuff look just looking at the rendering you have the kind of the main door on the left side of it and then you have that connecting room door it seems like it would be put in that spot where it's first referring to with the walkway into the rest of the white caps where they you know you already have that jewelry counter which may be cut back and regulated to something else oh yeah you're right there is already that because i i just look at it as if you put it on the side with like essentially the quote-unquote kid shopping side you're gonna have kids walking in and out of there do you want kids walking in and out of tiffany Nope. The security you know. guard's not going to let him. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you even felt weirded out by the security guard. Yeah, I... Sorry. So, I don't know. Who knows? It's just all speculation on where it could be. It just seems... To me, after looking at, at it this afternoon, the most logical place based on the rendering and where it would fit would be that kind of room off white caps with then a walkway into the rest of white caps and maybe kind of like a reduced jewelry counter in white caps where you know you know if you're coming for uh Tiffany and Company stuff they you, also have that room that's on the other end of white caps your Star Wars that's all the Star Wars stuff yeah Right. But there's no door on that other side. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. It's it's interesting to kind of think about all these things. Again, it's just a rendering that we're reading into, so it could be pointless. Yeah, the fantasy doesn't really need much. So I figured that they would take out the arcade. Mm-hmm. You know, the dream got satellite falls because the fantasy had it and the dream didn't. Well, speaking of things that they didn't announce, one of the things... Again, they didn't announce it on the Dream, but they did it anyway, is they put the canopy over that concierge sun deck and added a hot tub in that area up against the concierge lounge to kind of, you know, add amenities there and kind of essentially give a reprieve to the sun. Right, And which is hot in the Caribbean. It, it wasn't announced, but, man, if they don't do that, I would be very surprised. Yeah, you're right. They will probably will definitely do that. And just with the general refresh of the areas that need new carpet and... And what have you. So, you know. Can you think of any other areas on the ship, Isabel, on the fantasy, that 
you know, from what you remember going on the dream after dry dock to what they, you know, could be added to the the fantasy? Um, not really. Either, I mean, I can't really think of... Cause I'll, essentially I'll tell you they, something that I think they need to do. They need a new game of Midship Detective Agency. Oh, absolutely. Because those repeat... They're, already, they're five years old. Yeah, the repeat cruisers that have been on the Dream and Fantasy multiple times mm-hmm. or even... Even if you've been on the dream multiple, or whatever well, it is, we've all found puppies, paintings, yeah. and well, Muppets. Well, if you've just been on the dream, you know, the uh, Muppets is a new experience on the dream. Right. Since their last dry dock. However, in total, between the two ships, it is getting a little stale in, in terms of replayability. That it may be time for a new uh, new, exper- new uh, interactive What do you think, game. Isabel? Would be fun to. Well, if you had any um, theme to choose, what midship detective agency theme would you choose? Under the ocean. You would do the ocean, like you know how we're looking for puppies, or we're looking for paintings, or we're looking for Muppets. You know, it's like the Muppet. One hundred one Dalmatians themed. It's themed off of Muppets. What kind of theme would you find fun for a or you know like Marvel, Star Wars? You know, any other Disney movie. Can you think of anything that would lead to a fun interactive game using the already midship detective agency interactive art throughout the ship and, you know, everything that's already there? Or are you just happy with the three different games that you can play now? I think there is I would think that Ratatouille would be a good one. They Ooh, have Remy on fun. the ship. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's not your typical princess movie. You could use the enchanted art. Mm-hmm. You could look for ingredients to go in his, you know, ratatouille. I mean, something like that. The search for the missing ingredient. Searching for the missing ingredient. Something. The stolen cleaver. Yeah, it's something f- fun. I love the Muppets. It's my favorite one, 100%. I, I just think the replayability. We just, yeah, we've, we've played different a lot. Level, I mean, different level, like, you know, kind of... Uh, it's been a long time since we did Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom here at Walt Disney World. But, you yeah. know, that even though you can progress through it and advance to another level of a similar game, yeah. even if they kind of had various skill levels available. I mean, because on an Eastern, you have three Oh, you've got days. a ton of time. So, yeah, totally. would. That would be my... Um, that would be my thing. I would love to see a refresh, a new game added. That would be fun. Of midship detective agency. Yeah, they, you know, they don't, and, I mean, the last couple dry dock announcements, they've done a, I mean, they've done a good job ever since the Disney Magic's reimagination in terms Scott's of. Scott's using air quotes for those of you that, <laughs> since nobody can see him, I can, oh, and there's air quotes there. They've done a good job of under promising and over delivering on their dry dock enhancements go you know it was first with the dream you know there were things on the dream you're walking around like wow that wasn't there before it's not something they ever talked about you know again on the wonder that hopefully we'll we'll talk about next if you know disney doesn't throw out some other news next week they'll uh they, they're doing a good job of kind of throwing out little carrots of what to expect, like the bit, a couple of marquee items, and then kind of wowing you with the rest of it instead of 
So, Scott, this is just going to be a pure speculation question, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but do you think that they're going to do anything with any of the restaurants, specifically, potentially, Enchanted Garden, to bring any sort of live show a la Tiana's to the fantasy during Dry Dock? You can play the fifth, but... You know what? I think if they were going to do that, they would have announced it in this press release. Okay. But there's more to talk about that when we talk about Tiana's place. Okay. And uh, I do look, you know, kind of looking forward. And maybe it's not on the Dream and Fantasy. Maybe it's on the two new ships. They'll have kind of that third restaurant that's not the one off the atrium. Not. I'm just going to assume... The new ships will have Animator's Palette. That third kind of restaurant. They'll have Palo. They'll have Animator's well, Palette. Well, that third yeah. rotational restaurant, I kind of expect that. I wouldn't be surprised if they had some kind of Tiana's level dinner show, which, unless you've been on The Wonder since Dry Dock or read over our Tiana's post, it doesn't really make sense. We'll talk about it in the future, but just kind of real quick on Tiana's. It's, there was... I mean, the video we posted on the website is an hour long. Okay. The video we had posted for Tiana's Place, uh, just the uh, Crawfish Crooners band that plays throughout the dinner, I mean, including their two sets and the other uh, activities, ran a whole hour. So that was, you know, I, I look at that, that's a full dinner show experience. You know, even more so than the kind of the interactive experience is an animator's palette. Like it took animator's palette and took it to like a next whole new level, level bananas. It was, I cannot wait to do our podcast on the wonder yeah. because Tiana's is literally my favorite restaurant yeah. in all of the fleets. Exception of Remy main rotational dining. Yeah, it was, you know, we were kind of really, we were really impressed with that upgrade on the wonder. So yeah, they wowed us, you know, getting back to the fantasy there, they kind of only let out these four little tidbits of what they're in, doing to enhance the ship. So How long is Dry Dock, Scott? 18 nights. So they don't have much time. No, it's just under three weeks because, you know, you go to the leave Port Canaveral, they'll go to Freeport, you know, it takes like a day. Right. And then they'll, uh, then they'll do what they need to do and then they'll get back and, Get back in business with that three night. Three night, and then let's go. Yeah. So. Cool. So that's it, you know. But we have uh, what we know. We have about the uh, enhancements coming to the Disney Fantasy. Awesome. Well, hopefully the next podcast we will get to talk about the Wonder because I have even made a list. I'm super excited. I don't want to miss anything. I can't wait to talk about the Wonder. I can't wait to take my Alaskan cruise this summer and go back on the Wonder. So I'm really, really pumped about that. So uh, hopefully you'll hear from us with that next. Right, Scott? Yes, and I hope to have more articles from our cruise posted by then. Awesome. All right. See you later. Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed the episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and followers. We'd also be very grateful if you could rate and review our podcast on iTunes. If you have any issues please drop us an email. You can connect with the show via the comments section on the website, email us 
at contact at disneycruiselineblog.com, follow us on Twitter at the DCL blog, or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash disneycruiselineblog. Additionally, you can leave a voicemail, which we will try to incorporate into future podcasts, with your questions, comments, or feedback on the show by calling 321 765 3252.